You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm your host, Danielle Davis, and I'm part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps local students explore careers by connecting them to professionals through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, podcasts, and other work-based learning activities. You're listening to the show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job, or what is that job really like, then keep on listening. I would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. Please note that the information provided during this program does not reflect the career in its entirety. Today, I am joined by Debbie Raynon. Thank you for being here today, Debbie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Debbie Raynon is a certified dental assistant and also is the core instructor of all of the dental assisting programs in Santa Cruz County. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Okay, great. Awesome. So, Debbie, thank you again for being here today. Can you tell me a little bit about your background in dental assisting? Sure, I'd love to. Currently, I've been instructing the dental assisting program here in Santa Cruz County for the past 24 years and going. And I have been in dental assisting as far as my career and how far it expands. For those that are listening, I started in high school, believe it or not. Really? So I've been in dental assisting now for 42 plus years. And dental assisting at the time when I was in high school was being offered at that time which is known as regional occupational programs. And there was one in Salinas, and I was able to take the very first dental assisting program. And I never thought that this was going to be my career, my profession. And once I got started in high school, and the dentist that took me under his wing as an intern hired me. And I was able to, while I was going, after I graduated from high school, and I was able to go into college and get my associate's degree in business, I worked for him part-time. And he said, you know, I really think that you need to continue to pursue becoming a registered dental assistant. And at that time, I did become a certified uh, dental assistant within that time frame when we talked about it. And I went on to school. And while I was in school, I got my associate's degree in dental assisting right after that and got my licensure for the state and became an RDA. Wow. That's crazy that you can begin that career path in high school. So is that definitely is that common for people to do? It is quite common. As a matter of fact, uh, we do have guidelines for students to enroll into the program. They do have to be at least 18 years of age. But for example, in my current class, I have a student who had graduated last year. He's 17, but he turned 18 before January 1st of 2020. And that was so that he was able to get into the program so that he was able to take the dental radiation safety certification. That's a requirement for most employers. They're going to ask, you know, what certifications do you have? And we're very fortunate that in the dental assisting program, our students can earn up to four of the mandated certifications that are required for you to be able to work in a dental office. Wow. At Cabrillo, you can? No, not at Cabrillo. Right here in um, okay. at Santa Cruz County, CTEP, which is the Career Technical Education Partnership. Mm-hmm. And we we have the dental assisting program right here that is offered through the County Office of Education. So let's backtrack a little bit. Sure. What 
is a dental assistant. Okay. A dental assistant is the person you generally are going to see who is sitting with the doctor, takes care of the patient, seats, greets the patient, sets up for the doctor as far as the instruments and materials that are going to need be needed for a procedure. And they are the one that you see them assisting the doctor with the patient we call chairside, which means the patient the doctor and the assistant are working cohesively together as a team to help that patient through whatever procedure they're having for that day. And so what does an average day look like as a dental assistant? As an average day, it might be what you expect from the patient perspective when you come in, you know, you're greeted by the front office administrative assistant, and then the dental assistant will take you back into the clinical area, prepares the patient for treatment, and they're doing a variety of things. So besides their preparation for their patient, they're also throughout the day, they're going to be doing things such as disinfection, sterilization. They are setting up the instrumentation and equipment for procedures as well as patient education. So they're also instructing patients on their post-operative treatment that they have, as well as their additional duties they might be assigned to assisting the front office administrative assistant with follow-up for patients to see how they do and how their treatment went, as well as other basics to daily operations from maintaining your office equipment, supplies, inventory, those kinds of things. And it's a very rewarding position when you start looking at all the different things. I always tell students, we look at and they say, oh, I'm just a dental assistant. No, you're not just a dental assistant. You are the dental assistant. You are an important team member, and you help to provide the supportive services, not just to the dentist, but the entire healthcare team, because you're all there to help support the patient mm-hmm. and help them and to provide that quality treatment for your patient. Yeah, definitely. Do dental assistants perform the teeth cleaning too? Is that? No. Okay, so that's a different. That's a different. So within the spectrum of a dental office, there is a career ladder that they can climb. So for example, um, when you're speaking of someone who's cleaning teeth, for example, you're looking at a dental hygienist. Mm -hmm. And students that have graduated from our program have worked in the field as far as working in dental assisting and went to take their prerequisites, for example, to go into the dental hygiene program at Cabrillo College. We have a fantastic local program. We have a collaboration with Cabrillo College and the dental hygiene clinic, so our students have opportunities to go to the, to the clinic, as well as to be able to intern at the clinic and kind of see what it's going to be like to be a student in their program. And if that's the direction they want to go, and they kind of help lead our students and guide them through that process. So they can go into dental hygiene. I tell my students, think outside the box, because it's really more than just being in the dental office. We use dental assisting as the foundation for their training but they can expand. They can become nationally certified as a dental assistant, which means they can practice as a dental assistant in any state. They can go, each individual state may also have additional certifications, like in the state of California. They can become a registered dental assistant, which gives them more licensure to do more duties, which we call scope of practice. And they can even expand that by additional training and become an RDA in extended function. So we call that an RDAEF. So they can branch out and it builds their skills. They have more clinical contact with the patient. 
more responsibilities, and it also increases their salary potential. And from that, looking at the aspect of the dental team, also they have the opportunity to move forward as an administrative assistant, which that was part of my pathway when I was going through. I started as a dental assistant and did so many different aspects for clinical the clinical area. And then I found that I really had a knack for the front office administrative assisting and really enjoyed that part of it. So I was really able to encompass a lot of my dental assisting skills and transform that into the front office aspect of it and be able to utilize my managerial skills in being able to develop that further. And then, of course, it did lead me on to teaching eventually. But thinking outside of the box, sometimes we forget that there is other avenues for students when they become a dental assistant on how they can grow. I've had students leave the dental assisting profession, um, stayed in dentistry, but became a dentist, an orthodontist, a hygienist, nursing. I've had those that went into medical assisting because they used this as a foundation and found a passion for helping people and and also for their own personal growth. In addition to that, there is also the opportunity for students to also look at another aspect like dental software companies. There is a billion-dollar industry when you're looking at advertising and marketing for dentistry. Dental insurance companies are always asking for um, registered dental assistants that, that they look for to hire because of their knowledge Clinically, they can understand a claim form much better when a procedure code is coming through because we can recognize that because Mm -hmm. it's become a daily part of the activities that we do. So there's a lot of variation in the type of paths you can make for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM. I'm Danielle Davis, and I'm joined by Debbie Raynon, learning about her journey to becoming a dental assistant and the entire program coordinator in Santa Cruz County. Thank you again for being here today. Thank you. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing you were talking about is something that might be common for students in your program to say is, I'm just a dental assistant. So... Did you ever feel this way when in your own career path? No, no. Yeah. It's it's interesting, you know, uh, sometimes we look at our careers and we think, oh, well, maybe we're not really valued. But I don't find that to be true. Right now, we have a major shortage of dental assistants in Santa Cruz and Monterey County. And as a matter of fact, currently, I have 19 students in my dental assisting program but I have more dental offices providing internship opportunities because we don't have enough students to fill those slots. So I have some students that are doing more than one internship at a time, and students are getting offered employment. For the last several years, two to three years, we've had at least 90% of our students have been hired prior to graduation. And because of that demand and that need for highly skilled, trained, trained dental assistant, and we need to be able to provide that to our dental community. And in healthcare, 
that is one industry that is always at the top 10 of employment needs for Santa Cruz County, Monterey County, throughout the nation. We're always going to see that need for qualified healthcare personnel. Wow, really fascinating that there's just such a high demand. I've never known about that shortage. There is. We definitely have a a shortage within our area. And that's why programs like ours, especially with the history that we have with Santa Cruz County, we have been providing for our dental community a large percentage of dental assistance for the employer for that environment where we really need qualified, skilled dental assistants, and they've been able to expand. And as I mentioned earlier, many have stayed within the field or they've progressed to other areas where they're climbing that ladder, but they're still utilizing their skills that they had with their base foundation as a dental assistant when they first start, initially started. What do you think are some of the qualities that someone has who's a dental assistant? What do you have that you think most aligns with your career and why you like it so much? I think one of the things I liked the most was variety. So many people may not know that in dentistry that there's nine different specialties that are recognized by the American Dental Association. And within those dental specialties, there are different certifications and licensures that dental assistants can apply for. So for example, if you really liked oral surgery or orthodontics, there is that need. Another growing area we don't, you don't really hear about too much is there might be someone that has an interest in forensics and wants to learn more about that. So there are different variations and opportunities for students and for uh, those that have an interest in healthcare. But I think the biggest thing is for me, I wanted to be able to serve in some capacity. When I was a high school student, I was a very moderate student. I did very well in school, but I didn't always have all the sciences. I didn't always have all the math classes. And um, coming from a family background where my dad was in the military, we traveled around a lot. So my education, depending upon where we were, I might have algebra one semester and the next thing I know I'm in a bookkeeping class, for Mm -hmm. example, because of how things changed as we were moving along. And when I had the opportunity and I thought, I really, you know, when you're in high school and you're trying to think, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? And I knew that I felt pretty comfortable with helping people. I was used to helping my sisters with different things, my parents with different things, and I felt like I had that service type of position that I was looking for, something where I could help and be able to do that. When I was in high school, I was really geared more towards a lot of the business classes because I thought that's what I wanted to do. And so I was looking at being an administrative assistant or something within business. And then I had an opportunity when I went with my high school counselor and they said, you know, Debbie, you might want to try looking into the regional occupational program. They have this brand new dental assisting program that's going to be starting out and you're going to have an opportunity if you'd like, check it out this semester and see what you think. That was in my senior year. I was 17 years old and who knew that this was going to expand into a 42 year career. I ended up in a wonderful general dentist practitioner, and I just loved the office. I was able to be molded and guided, and I had a lot of support and a lot of mentorships throughout the years. 
But that dentist really helped me and and his dental team helped me to find myself because I was a very shy person, very quiet. As a matter of fact, I'm the type of student that would sit like three rows to the back. <laughs> and if the if the um, teacher would call on me, I'd turn beet red because they're like, oh, no, please don't ask me. <laughs> I, you know, even though I would know the answer, I didn't want to raise my hand. I, I, mm-hmm. I'd kick myself under the table. Going, well, I know the answer. I should have raised my hand. But I was so shy. I never thought that getting into this career, how it really helped me to blossom as an individual, to be able to speak for my patients, to be able to communicate well with my patients. And that led me to being able to communicate with my students and my fellow peers out in the dental community. So I think anyone who feels that there's something that they want to do, no matter what age, whether you're in high school, you're a young adult, Or maybe you're an older adult and you're wanting to transition into something where you feel very productive and you want to help and service those in your community, that this is a fantastic way to be able to take that first step and see what you think for yourself in being able to help those individuals and to help yourself. It really helped me to be able to come out of my shell and to grow. And I'm continually growing within this profession. With your experience in being in the dental assisting world for 42 years, you said, has there been anything that's really surprised you along the way on your career path? I think one of the biggest things for me was how positive it was out in the dental community, the mentorships that I had over the years, that I was very fortunate that those dentists, those assistants, those administrative assistants, those teachers along the way kept, I don't want to say push me, but guided me and gave me that sense of accomplishment that I could never imagine was possible for me that it is continually a rewarding field. And even more so now that I'm teaching and working with my students, it makes me emotional when I think Mm -hmm. about it. Because for me, I know what it's like to be a student. I remember how hard I even went back to college in my early 50s, believe it or not, I went back because I, I was a much better student, even though I was very intimidated about going back. I thought algebra, oh my gosh, there's just no way. But you know, it helped me to have a better understanding of my students, what resources are out there to help me, even as an adult, how am I going to be able to handle these classes? And I realized there were study groups, there were other mentors there to help me, I had fellow students to sit down and, you know, and we had a genre of different age groups. And we sat there pounding out, trying to figure out x equals y equals z. And I'm going, how can that be? But that made for me, it just Every single day I was learning something new and then I learned another value of support and teamwork because dental assisting is all about relationships and teamwork. And if you if you don't have a good team member that can help be a a cohesive team member, then you can kind of start to feel things kind of fall apart. So when I got back to him saying, you know, you're not just a dental assistant, you're you're a key component to that team then that makes my students, my dental assistants feel, say, I am doing something rewarding. And yes, I am a valuable, valuable part of that team. Wow. That's very inspiring. Thank you. I love 
the way you talk about it and you're very passionate about it. Thank you. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Danielle Davis, and I'm joined by Debbie Raynon. And learning about her journey to becoming a dental assistant and the entire program coordinator in Santa Cruz County. Thank you again for being here today, Debbie. Thank you very much for having me, Danielle. So I'm just curious with your relationships with your students, it seems like you're very involved in the whole progress of them deciding what their career is going to look like. Do you have any memorable anecdotes or stories about any one of your students that has really stuck with you? I think with students, uh, memorable are the ones that are constantly asking me questions because they doubt themselves sometimes. And I'll have students that will constantly be asking questions. And, you know, sometimes you're going, oh, (laughs) didn't I answer that question already? But then I think back, I think back to what it's like to be a student because you're learning so much information. You're trying to process that information. And I tell them what's important is you might make a mistake, but in dentistry, you can only afford to make that mistake once. If you make that mistake more than one time, then you chose to make that mistake. Mm -hmm. You don't want to continue making mistakes. We learn from them. We don't, we never do any harm. That's our thing with our patients. But I'll have students come back and they'll say, oh, Miss Raynon, do you remember me? And I say, oh, yes, you're the one who asked me those questions. <laughs> and But they'll come back and they'll tell me. So the classroom experience for students is we are a very hands-on program. I tell students from the very beginning, I totally understand where you're coming from. I can take a textbook, open the textbook, But my eyes are going to be drawn to the pictures because I'm visual. I need to be able to see what I'm doing. I might be able to read that chapter and absorb some of it. But until I touch it, feel it, and practice with it, then I'll be able to comprehend it. And I tell the students that no matter what, it's like riding a bicycle. You have to keep practicing and practicing until you feel pretty steady. And then the next thing you know, it's like a dance. You're working with your dentist, you're passing instruments, you're passing materials, and you seem to know what they need next. But it takes time because you have to learn the dance. What has been one of the most challenging things for you in your career path? I think the most challenging thing for me in the beginning, it wasn't really the instruments or the materials. It was within myself and being able to communicate because I was young when I started out. I was 17 years old. Like I said, I was very shy, but I had great role models to follow. If there was something I wasn't sure about in expressing myself or talking with patients, it's like with my students, I tell them practice learning how to say someone's name properly so that that way you'll get to be more comfortable when you're addressing someone. And if you're, we're at an age of technology, if it's something you're not sure about, you can almost Google anything these days to help you with terminology or with a procedure. And always utilize your mentors with anything with that. So with dental assisting as well, so you're assisting the dentist or the doctor when the patient is in surgery. Yes. And so 
Have you ever been squeamish with any things like that? I've been very fortunate that I'm not squeamish about those kinds of things. Um, I've had students tell me sometimes they weren't sure, but they go, oh, nope, I did okay. I did all right. For most students, they say it's just remembering what comes next, because when you're first starting out, you don't really know that dance that I was talking about earlier. And I tell them, even though there are basics to everything, every dentist is going to have their favorite way that they want to handle their instruments or their materials. But there is a basics to everything. And once you learn those procedures and how they do it, you kind of carry that with you. It's like I had a lesson earlier this week, and I was talking to my students about procedure codes. And I started rambling numbers off. And I go, see, 40 years later, and I can still recall certain numbers. And they're like, wow, yeah, you did it. And I said, because it becomes a part of you. Just second nature. It becomes second nature. Yeah. What is something that you wish someone would have told you before starting out in this career? Be happy. Yeah. Smile. You're going to make a mistake here and there, and it's not going to be the end of the world. And I think sometimes we stress ourselves out because we think we have to go in being perfect. And we don't. There are our expectations when you are starting out with anything. Not that you're going to fail. In my classroom, there are no failures. There are learners, period. And we're continually learning. And I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, fear of failure. There's no failure here. It's your learning. And when you can get past the fact and think that, oh, I didn't do that well, instead of, okay, I, I learned what not to do, this is what I need to do next time, then your confidence starts to build. Do you feel like you've had personal experience having a failure like that, that really got you down initially? It, uh, I, I was scared when I think back on it, that, oh my gosh, you know, because you think about, I don't want to waste materials or, or maybe I put something in the wrong order. And I could just remember I was like horrified when one time I was working with a material and I was lifting up the spatula. This That's the instrument we use to gather the cement, for example. And the whole pad just flipped over and it was like in slow motion and it landed on my leg, this pile of cement. And I'm horrified. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And the doctor just looked at me and goes, ah, get another pad, mix it again. And we just ignored it. And he just let it go. And even though I was feeling, oh, my gosh, that was horrible. I continued through. And afterward, he just said, you know, you did fine. Don't worry. Those kinds of things can happen. Like I said, I had a great mentor. That's amazing. I think a lot of times in every every person's career journey, they can reflect on mentors that have inspired them throughout the way. And it seems like those are essential for everyone's career path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just inspiring hearing you talk about that because it's a cycle. Everyone has a mentor and then everyone eventually becomes that mentor as well. What do you want our listeners, the young students who are just embarking on their own careers and discovering what they love and what they want to do, what type of advice would you give our listeners today? I would say anyone that's looking to explore the possibilities don't be afraid to ask questions. I would encourage them to come to our classroom, contact me, ask more questions, go to your dental office and find out more about what it's like to be a dental assistant. Maybe you might want to do a job shadow. 
But I encourage those that are interested in maybe transitioning or wanting to find something to find that perfect fit for for themselves, for their career and wanting to be able to advance to not be afraid to come in and ask if you can come in and sit in on a class so you can see what it's like to actually be in the classroom. What does it feel like for the program? And come and talk to other students to see what their journey has been like. And I think they will find by doing that, that there's going to be some common ground that they're going to come across and say, oh, well, I was in that situation. Oh, maybe that's something that I might want to do. And one of the things that we do for students is once a month, we have an open orientation on Wednesdays and they can contact the CTEP office to find out when those orientation dates are or contact me directly and come to an orientation. And when a student gets all the information about the program, one of the things that we do is a student doesn't have to wait until if they submit an application, they don't have to wait until June or July to find out if they've gotten in the program. When they go through the application process and once it's submitted and they've completed, then they're notified within three weeks of that application submission if they've been accepted into the dental assisting program for its next start date. So if a student listening is interested in this, they can simply look up career and technical education in Santa Cruz and dental assisting and it should come up? Yes. So if they go through Santa Cruz County Office of Education or they Google Santa Cruz County um, CTEP, C-T-E-P, and they put in, you know, in a link to dental assisting, that information will come up about the program. That's so great. Thank you again for being here today, Debbie. It was so great talking to you, learning about dental assisting and everything. Thank you very much. Of course. Thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning in to today's career story with myself, Danielle Davis, on our show, What to Be, and today's guest, Debbie Raynon, who is the Career and Technical Education Director of Dental Assisting in Santa Cruz County. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Or we also are available on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you can access podcasts. Thank you for listening.